Hey, this is Greg Grunberg, a.k.a. your favorite Star Wars character, Snap Wexley, and you are right where you need to be listening to yet another amazing episode of the Black Squadron podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to episode 41 of the Black Squadron podcast. We're back. We have back and better than ever. So we have like a, I guess, a skeleton crew for us. Is there's usually five of us, but there's only three tonight. So I'm BP. We got my main man Todd and Mari. Hi. I'm so excited to be oh back. Oh my at gosh, this. it's been so long since we've like hardcore discussed Star Wars that I'm like, okay, <laughs> what's on the agenda today? <laughs> well, nothing stopped too. Like it, it seems like they've had their foot on the gas <laughs> since we saw. It's like, all right, we're gonna take a little break, and it's like news, 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 announcement. Announcement. I've taken news. such a break from Star Wars. I haven't really watched anything even uh, for months. But I was playing uh, Battlefront 2 the other night, and I was Leia. And when you die with Leia, it plays Leia's theme. And like as soon as I heard Leia's theme, I was like, I, I got to watch A New Hope. <laughs> so I, I turned it on. <laughs> um, so yeah, we got quite a bit to talk about. We have been gone since November. Um, and shout out to everybody who stuck with us. Like our our listen numbers are high. <laughs> we have put no new content out for such a long time, but you guys are still listening, so we're we're very appreciative of that. So um, we're just gonna hop right into this, guys. So up next is the Hollow Net headlines. So take it away, Todd. All right, so to start off, we got some new uh, casting news for the Kenobi series, which has been like a little radio silent for a while. And then it seems like they're like, all right, we're uh, back. Let's get it. Uh, So alongside Ewan McGregor and Hayden Christensen, we're going to be seeing Joel Edgerton and Bonnie Peace reprising, I'm assuming their roles as Owen and Beru Lars, considering they played Owen and Beru in the prequels. And it'd be really weird if like Joel Edgerton shows up and is random jedi number six no, now or something like that they're tuscan completely raiders, off the wall. See their faces <laughs> yeah exactly like we, we brought in the exact characters for or the exact actors for owen and beru but they're not owen and beru anymore so you got to get rid of that thought uh alongside that you're going to have idira varma kumail nanjiani o'shea jackson jr moses ingram song kong Rupert Friend, Simone Kessel, and Benny Safdie joining the cast. So those are all new people. It's funny because Kumail is um, in Marvel. He's in. He's going to be in the Eternals, correct? So it seems like he's he's in the Disney wheel now. Uh, and Deer and Varma was in Game of Thrones with Pedro Pascal. So it seems like they're pulling that relationship. I that so desperately want her to be a sauce um, mistress. It, so desperately. <laughs> there's already some... I've seen some fun um, like speculating because as soon as we get casting news, it's already like, all right, who is who do we know that is or is being portrayed by these actors? Uh, Moses Ingram actually posted on Instagram and just like, hey, I'm in Star Wars for a caption was I play mm-hmm. with lightsabers. So everybody took that and was like, all right, so she's either Asajj. She's you got young Ahsoka <laughs> like she could be an Inquisitor. Oh, man. So that I don't know. I, I read that and I was like, maybe she's just like, hey, I'm in Star Wars now. And that's how I'm saying I'm in Star Wars is like, I play with lightsabers <laughs> now. Like, I imagine like four year old me like running around playing with lightsabers. I wonder like, if that's... anybody who joins like a Star Wars cast of any kind is like, OK, but where's my lightsaber? 
because I need to get that childhood like energy out now like just swinging it on set like this is legit (laughs) well I remember the the behind the scenes for uh like Phantom Menace it was like you and McGregor like here's all the lightsabers you can choose from and he's like picking them up and playing around with them I would totally be like them too I would Um, constantly Yep. <laughs> it left me cutting my audio out of the movie. <laughs> what was it? Wasn't who was? I feel like Ewan. one of the actors, Ewan, yeah. either in the prequel, yeah, was it like made yeah. noises <laughs> every time? Yeah. So I'm sure he's back Speaking to doing him, it. Again. Yesterday was his 50th birthday. Happy birthday! Which is crazy to think, right? Like it's a fine wine. Good for him. Good for him. <laughs> and then the last little bit about the Kenobi show is it's going to take place roughly 10 years after Revenge of the Sith. It's directed by Deborah Chow, who was like chef's kiss in Mando. So I'm super excited to see what she does with this show. Uh, and it begins filming in April. So as of this recording, it's filming this month. So I am super pumped. I was a little like on the fence, like ah, I'm indifferent about Kenobi. And now like seeing the casting news and seeing the hype kind of start back. I'm like, all right, we, we, we can get we can get excited. I about can't, this now. honestly cannot wait. There are so many new we're gonna get to it here next but so much new star wars content coming to disney plus like series it's gonna be spoil spoil we're spoiled (laughs) i was gonna say perfect segue uh so today again because of when we're recording this we got a whole bunch of older star wars stuff uh on disney plus so they put caravan of courage and ewok adventure Ewoks Battle for Endor, which we did. If you haven't checked out that episode yet, we had quite the deep dive <laughs> into fun, both of those. The funnest episode we've ever done. It was just two hours of talking about all the things we loved about it, how like off the wall it is. And, it, you know, seeing stuff like that, like our reaction, like it was the first oh, time I had seen yep. them. I think BP was. Yeah. So it was I mean, all of our first Ewok time watching them. <laughs> and oh, my gosh, I still have. I yeah. Well, I have one. But... I'll show you guys because yeah. we can see each other. Unopened. But... These two things live together. Oh my god, that's amazing! <laughs> I have a wicket. Like, is that flop? Yeah, I was gonna. Oh my god! It came with the Destiny. That's amazing. Uh, Star Wars Destiny Leia. It was at five below for five bucks, and my daughter wanted the Leia, and I was like, I'm not gonna not buy her a Leia. Uh, and I was like, I you you can get the Leia as long as I can keep the wicket. I, I bargained. I bargained <laughs> with a four year old. Listen, no it's whatever it takes to get more yeah, Star exactly. Wars merch, no right? Shame. The the viewers can't can't see, but I spent a very pretty penny oh. on something sitting behind oh yeah me. we're gonna get we're gonna get to that <laughs> trust me <laughs> i was gonna say for for our audio listeners it is a gorgeous yeah, mythos darth maul because mari is all about darth maul uh so along with the two ewoks movies we have the animated ewoks tv shows which i haven't oh, seen yet so i'm excited the to greatest. actually jump oh, into those the one ever. episode without him right yep it was before Todd joined. Yeah, we did like a watch along with her like one or two episodes. Absolutely doing that again. Now I felt like I was on two. acid the whole oh, time. Oh, yeah. I'm really glad Slade was there to explain what the hell was going on. But uh, <laughs> it's got the worst, best theme song in history. Um, check it out. <laughs> we also have the animated short, The Story of the Faithful Wookiee from the 1978 holiday special, which the fact that anything holiday special is on Disney Plus now is a so they didn't put the own. whole holiday uh, special just that part because i still no, haven't seen the holiday yeah, special i know it's on youtube <laughs> i i know george doesn't really have anything to do with star wars anymore but i feel like he they were like hey we might put the holiday special like animated short which the animated short is pretty good like i enjoy it it's the first time we see boba fett so i'm like kicking down the door <laughs> for my my fetish um, Boba Fett's so hot right now so hot 
he is the hottest man that it's you crazy. will ever see like, under the helmet. I've, I've turned so uh-huh. much on Boba Fett since the Mandalorian. Like before, I was just like, he's got a cool helmet, cool armor. I, I, I don't dislike the character, but now like I can't get enough content of Boba Fett. I know, right? Welcome <laughs> to the club. We welcome all with open arms. I was gonna say, I know so many people that are now like, I'm on the Fett train. I'm like, oh, honey, yeah, I've been like, on the Fett train. <laughs> I was born in the Fett train. It's like the scene from uh, Rogue One with Cassian. Yeah. I've been in this fight since I was. Uh, like Mario, I am, I am Ball and Vader. Those are my, those are my guys. You gotta have your, uh, your favorites. Uh, we also got the animated Gendy Tartakovsky Star Wars Clone Wars TV micro series, which I remember as a kid watching that because that came out right before Revenge of the Sith, and you had you know Mace Windu crushing Grievous's. <laughs> Like I had cage. no idea this was a thing until someone showed me in the last like month or two. I had no idea. It's a cool, like just a, a different yeah. way to view that, yeah. that period. Cause this was obviously before the, the Clone Wars that we know now. It's crazy. And it's beautiful though. It's so cool. Well, different art style. You have Dirge, who's this like completely over the top, like ridiculous bounty hunter. That's like some symbiote looking crazy dude so that's i'm excited to check that out again and then later this year they're going to be actually adding the droids animated show as well so and i think that's kind of in the same animation style as the ewoks tv um, show some some love for the, the, about the stuff. ewoks battle for indoor thumbnail they used on disney plus and who the hell that random person is in the middle of it it's just some i didn't it's see just it. some guy like some he's not in the movie i have no idea who, unless didn't Slade like have an idea of who it might be, just like in a different know, style, possibly? Like, is it maybe the I, maybe that the dad? The Unless it could be a super young, uh, reimagined Wilford Brimley, <laughs> 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 like completely reimagined. But it's not like this person is not in the movie at all. I'm so excited for the fact that just so many people are going to, for the first time, sit down to watch that and have no idea what to expect. Like, oh, it's Star Wars. It's going to be like what I what I know and love. And it's just such a different like it's still got mm-hmm. those elements of Star Wars in it, but it's so different as well. Like it's got its own little vibe and, so, and fun nature to it. I just looked at it. the thumbnail. It looks really good. Yeah, it looks it's good. But it's I, weird. It's, well, yeah, it's a great no image. Idea who that is. <laughs> but also like the cast that's in battle for endor yeah, like that's yes. a very misleading <laughs> thumbnail yes, yes. for like i don't want to spoil it for in case anybody who's listening hasn't seen it yet but what you why well, you should a watch both movies and b check out our episode where we, we deep dive on both movies we had an episode where we but yeah that mace tawani eric walker from the movie we should just like rename our our podcast to like an ewok <laughs> appreciation the wicked cast or something slade would be ha- very happy <laughs> I was just going to say Slade would be thrilled. In the other TV news, we got a new trailer for The Bad Batch. Uh, saw a lot of action. They were like, all right. Oh, bad- I'm not oh, watching it. I don't know. If so I, wanna- I have a thing about trailers and I, I might, I may have discussed this here, but I know I've discussed it on the other show. Um, but I do not watch trailers simply for the insane amount of spoiling that happens in them so i don't know anything about them i have a, okay, comes, well then you I can will. talk about it <laughs> when it comes to trailers i have one rule and it's i'll watch the very first trailer but i won't watch any if i'm gonna watch i won't them. watch anymore because when force awakens came out i was so hungry for star wars that i watched every single trailer and when the time it came to the movie i was just kind of like yeah, i've seen this and then i saw the movie like 10 more times so maybe i'm just dumb uh, <laughs> see i'm the opposite i'm like 
I'm like, give me the trailers, give me the like making of the trailers, give me the two second like sneak peek trailer leading into the trailer. Like, I don't want to know spoilers, but I'll watch trailers until they're like ingrained into my brain. Because I mean, at least for the movies, it seems like a lot of the time it's a little sleight of hand. Like they'll show something and you're like, oh, this makes sense logically to progress to here. And then it's like, no, nah, this is like a two second throwaway shot or something trailers. like that. Yeah, I just I can't. So, I can't. I there was one. I can't. I literally just talked about this the other day, but it was like one thing in particular got spoiled for me in a trailer and I was pissed. And that's when I was like, I'm never watching another. No. You, I can't do this anymore. That's like must be about Netflix. Rage. Like Netflix, because it automatically starts showing you a trailer now. It, a lot of the times it's showing you the entire movie. It's crazy mm-hmm. how much of the movie it shows you. So we try to like, I think there's a way to turn it off, but I obviously don't care enough to look it up. <laughs> but yeah, trailers, man. I want them so bad, but I don't want them. It's kind of a love-hate relationship. <laughs> so new trailer. Uh, see some characters we, we know from the past. A lot of action, like I said. And they gave us, I think it was in the, the article that accompanied the trailer, but the premiere on May 4th is going to be 70 minutes, which I'm like, is this going to be like one 70 minute episode? Is it going to be like the first two episodes? One. Who knows? And then we're getting the next episode on May 7th. So that Friday, because I think May 4th is a mm-hmm. Tuesday this year, which I'm already planning on taking it off and just binge watching Star Wars and making Star Wars food it. and wearing Star Wars clothing <laughs> and I might going even crazy with Star Wars. Star Wars. Gonna I might even do that like starting now. Till May 4th. <laughs> I remember at the beginning of the of the whole COVID pandemic, I was like wearing like Star Wars costumes like during work meetings just casually because my boss doesn't care. He's like, whatever, like you, you're the Star Wars guy. So I like I would wear like a Boba Fett helmet like in the me- beginning of a meeting or like anything that was an internal team meeting. That's that's how I would kick it off. And I was like, all right, this is normal. This <laughs> is so funny. This is fine. I, I would just say I wore my Nightmare Batman cosplay on a work meeting and literally nobody said anything because they're just so used to it. <laughs> But you, you gotta carve out carve out that little niche for you and then no one Literally will ever question. I don't do. that's I don't work from home. I have to go in, but uh nobody competes with me on the Halloween. Uh, <laughs> I, I won the <laughs> I won the Halloween contest at work the last time we had work because of this mess. Uh, it wasn't even fair. Yeah. I wore my big armor Batman suit. That's that's cheating. <laughs> I had, like the head of HR said he didn't vote for me because he thought it was photoshopped. So I put it on and went to his office. <laughs> I was like, "Yeah, I, I'm gonna go up there, but I need someone to walk with me because I a can't see very well, and b I don't want security to lose their mind." <laughs> I was gonna say, if, if listeners don't know, everybody on this podcast yeah. loves to dress up in costumes. <laughs> so very pro cosplay, and, and our, all of our of works cosplay, know it. I have been itching to build Wrecker so bad. It's so big. Like, yes. It would be my armor. It'd be my armor Batman, essentially. But I want to so bad. I love his helmet. I love the design. Well, and yeah. you'd be such yeah. a good worker too. I'm like, the guy. Yeah, like the perfect. <laughs> like, build it, build it up. I was gonna say you're not, yeah, you're not no, like yeah. a tech kind of built guy. You're, you're, you're built like, for like tall. Like, like I was not expecting BP to be that tall when I met <laughs> him, and I was like, <laughs> I'm also very short. Mine though, is short. So. <laughs> I, I am small s-m-o-l uh but in the bad batch trailer there was saul guerrera because if there's a rebellion there's saul guerrera i was gonna say i feel like whenever they get the chance it's like all right let's sprinkle in a familiar rebel leader that we all know and love i don't now. know why but i was surprised I like to see it... tarkin at first it makes total sense i just wasn't ready for it i feel like bringing in saul guerrera helps um like the people who are not as dedicated to Star Wars, like, but if they saw Rogue One, they're like, 
oh that guy well it, it bridges yeah. that gap plus it's like everything's re- like for this time period it's all really yeah. close together well not necessarily rogue one and the bad batch but yeah. like that stretch between three and four is kind of like all right we're we're pretty familiar with some of the characters that show up yeah. in this time now i don't know and then after the the may 7th episode that friday it goes back to its normal disney plus weekly release so i don't remember i'm not sure do you guys know how many episodes are going to be so. i don't know if they've said if they've said i haven't seen them. I, I was going to say i don't think i know kenobi is a limited series which i think is good how much can they do if with they dragged it, it out yeah. of it. six episodes well i think they were or originally because i believe so I think it's six because it's like six, like one hour episodes or something like that. But it started out as a, it was going to be a Kenobi movie. So instead of getting a two hour movie, we get a six hour series. So I'll take it. I'm not going to complain. As far as book news, we did get a little bit of book news recently. We're getting a high Republic audio drama by Kevin Scott this fall. It's titled Tempest runner. And it's going to be an audio original that will follow the villainous Lorna D is one of the leaders of the Nile, and she was introduced in the first High Republic novel, Light of the Jedi, which I am still way behind on High Republic. So, like, I got a stack of them, and I'm like, oh, I'll get to this I've, eventually. I've read all the novels so far, and they're all really good. Uh, Lorna, Lorna D is actually my favorite because she named her ship the Lorna D. <laughs> She she's about her she's about some Lauren D. <laughs> I was gonna say I was gonna say aren't the Nile just like space pirates? Honestly, so that seems like a very like. I'm I'm captain of the ship. I'm going to name it after me. Like I would, what you I would classify it? them as pirate Viking gypsies. <laughs> yeah, I'm here for it. Interesting combo. I like it. I'm curious to see how many people at like celebration cosplay as them or something because you can just see like a bunch oh, of like, yeah. pirate gypsy Vikings running around. <laughs> it's going to look like 2032 Mad Max <laughs> up in that. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. We are also getting the conclusion of the Thrawn Ascendancy trilogy. Uh, It's going to be called Lesser Evil, and it comes out November 16th, which is crazy because the second book comes out, I believe, this month. So they were like, oh, yeah, we're getting the second book, and you're also getting the conclusion of this trilogy all in one year. So here you go. Have fun. Here's more Thrawn for you because six books apparently is all the Thrawn that we would ever want. I know Slade's excited when he's I'm really excited to just purchase the Ascendancy book because it's red and black and white. <laughs> it looks gorgeous. I'm bummed they're not doing the the page because I, I believe on the first Thrawn, Chaos Rising, they did the blue mm-hmm. edging on the pages. And I thought it'd be like, they're not doing the blue one. I think one like secondary retailer or third party retailer, I guess, uh, is doing yeah, that- red <laughs> along the side of it. And I was like, ooh, that's that's a little crispy. Like that red and black book with the, the red pages. Oh, yeah. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> and then the last piece of news is that sadly the Lego Star Wars Skywalker Saga game has been delayed again. And they said that it is due to them needing more time to make the biggest game ever. I think it's just another victim of video game delays in the COVID era, which seems to be every studio is just like we we are pushing. We're, we're pushing things back. So this was supposed to come out yeah. what, last spring. I mean, they've got 40 years of content they're trying to shove into this thing. So <laughs> actually, no, more than that with 44, 45 years. Well, and they, I think they're having like Mando. I don't know if they're going to have like levels based on it, but like Mando minifig characters are going to be in there. Bad Batch characters are going to be in there. Honestly, they can add whoever they <laughs> want with DLCs like, oh, like the Ahsoka show that's coming out. We're going to throw that character in there and and Acolyte will throw those characters like they could just like keep this thing going forever with countless character packs. I don't know. I'm going to pick it up whenever it, it does come out. 
probably multiple times because I have a PC that I play on now. My girlfriend's got a Switch. We've got it's like every you get a Skywalker saga, <laughs> you get a Skywalker saga, everybody gets a Skywalker saga. Everybody. Exactly. And that is all I've got for news. So I'm going to throw it back to BP. Next section. is cargo hold. Put Captain Solo in the cargo hold. Uh, we have missed a bunch of stuff in our hiatus, particularly some extended universe characters for Black Series. They've really, I will tell you the my favorite thing about what they've done with the Black Series figures in the last year is changing the box. As somebody who loves red and black together, the red and black box just never did anything for me. Uh, so I love the new boxes, how they have the, like the, sl the slanted design, the really good artwork on the side. I call it make a picture for a set. Just 100% I'm in. Love it. Uh, speaking actually of the random, well, the updated box, did you guys see the Mandalorian Din Djarin helmet that released from Black Series? The box it comes in, it's not just a square box. It's so, so, so stupid to be excited about this, but it's like a weird randomly shaped box with really good artwork on the side of it. I'm telling you guys they got me i'm hooked <laughs> <laughs> i can't i was gonna say isn't it yeah, is it like yeah. got like a hexagon kind of look to it or something like yeah i don't know i've got it pre-order because even though i have a din helmet i was like you know let's buy another one because i don't have enough space for stuff anyway so it's actually the only one i haven't room. ordered because i have the one i built and it, i i'm out of space i'm literally out of space i'm probably going to actually sell one or two of my helmets because i want to build a record and put it in my collection and build the whole build the whole suit because it's going to happen it's inevitable <laughs> i would love to have a helmet i want that uh the ahsoka clone wars oh, three thirty second, yeah um yeah uh i don't have a ton of room left but like i can't start another like collection addiction so you guys are always sending these like black series so i did finally buy one and it's the mall but like, that's it. Like I cannot, apparently the only time I really, really want to spend money on star Wars collectibles, I buy the most expensive one. Um, <laughs> but like, I can't like with the black series, every time you send them, I'm like, I can't buy that. I can't like, I don't have a space for it. No. <laughs> I've stopped buying. I was say, I've All stopped right. buying black series. The only ones that they get me with are anything den related for black series. I've, I've been able to, for whatever reason to cut cold Turkey. And for the most part, Funko Pops too. I got a new Funko Pop the other day. It wasn't even Star Wars related. It was baseball. So, <laughs> my last Funko Pop was uh, Darth Vader with lights and sound. Oh, I had that one too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I didn't. Yes, I didn't buy him. A friend of mine bought him for me, but uh, that was that was the last Funko Pop that I added to my collection. <laughs> Originally, I got that to put in my car. But every time you hit a bump, every time oh, you hit yeah. a bump, it, you'd start breathing. I was like, I was gonna say the one good thing about like the little hiatus is I finally have kicked my my Funko addiction after buying I think all of like the first wave of Mandalorian Funko Pops. I was looking, I've got like eight baby Yoda pops. I was like, all right, I can't, I can't do this anymore. Like I have no space, so I decided to switch over to Hot Toys, which is an even more expensive investment because apparently money isn't enough yeah. right now. Oh my god, I never considered buying a Hot Toy until the pandemic. <laughs> and now i have two i never considered spending the money on a mythos statue and then i was like well it's there <laughs> well it's daddy I we, so exactly. you might as well. that life is short i suppose and we're just throwing money at the wall <laughs> uh and speaking of hot toys they uh 
they just they just keep killing it in terms of Star Wars, and they dropped some more Mandalorian related things, and in particular the deluxe sideshow set of the new Boba Fett in his black robes and in his, the Cobb Vanth armor. Uh, the set is gorgeous. I think it's five forty five for the set, which isn't bad considering you're getting two two figures, and it, usually they're like two something. I think like the the Cobb armor the post Sarlacc look is like 285 on its own. So that's honestly not terrible. And the amount of times I've had it like open on my phone or open on my computer screen and looked at it and been like, do I want to pre-order? Do I, do I click the button? Do I, do I send it is uh, a little terrifying. Oh, I'm sorry. But I'm still, I'm holding out. Cause I know they're going to make the, the rearmor like book a Boba Fett one. I was wrong. I was high. It's 495. So it's cheaper than I thought it was. Ooh. See, don't tell me that because now you're going to give me, you're going to make me buy it. And then I'm going to have two more figures that I don't have space for on top of, because I already know I'm like probably going to get a Fennec Shand. I'm probably going to get a, the rearmored Boba Fett. And then I'm going to recreate the, him chilling on Jabba's throne, like the boss that he is. And I'm just going to die a happy man. I have a Clone Wars season seven Ahsoka (laughs) pre-ordered from Hot Toys. So I can't wait for that to get here in august <laughs> it's so addicting it's like the biggest slippery slope like i thought funkos were bad like you buy like one funko and then you end up with like 12 mm-hmm. and you're like how did this happen hot toys it's like you buy one and then you've got like four and then you're like okay i don't i don't and they're big they're not like tiny little like at least funkos you can kind of like stick them on a bookshelf or put them on like a little corner stick them in your office or something like that these things are like big one. Yeah, like the Mythos one is. They don't even sell a what, case probably... for it. Sideshow does not sell a case that will fit this statue. I talked to them about it. Right. <laughs> I was going to say, what so is it, like two feet it's probably? three inches tall. <laughs> so in our hiatus, what's some of the items you guys picked up? We'll start with Mari. <laughs> uh, so a couple months ago, I think it was months ago at this point, uh, we went with the Uncanny Nerd crew to. No. Was last month. Was it really? It was either last month or January. Yeah, oh, it's been this year. Oh God. <laughs> I know time doesn't work this time. Is not real. <laughs> um, so the Uncanny Nerd Crew, we went to Third Eye Comics in Annapolis, Maryland, and Mari pulled the trigger on this massive Darth Maul uh, statue. Uh, the box is bigger than Mari. <laughs> I could fit in the box that it came in, and then there was another box inside of that box, and it's just like the foam was huge. He has like changing heads he's amazing like i just decapitated darth maul I thought that, was, um, that was a cool touch where you can get okay. the grown out horns that you're currently utilizing yeah or the yeah manicured horns i don't know <laughs> i have yeah i have that one's that one's yeah. behind me too uh, um, speaking of behind you what is that darth maul on the wall so that's the lego one where you could do either vader kylo or maul and that was a birthday gift that's cool um, so that's what that bad boy is. Um, and there is actually a, a way that you can, so you can't make all three of them at the same time. It's one kit can build one image, but it's offered in three different images. Mm-hmm. But if you buy three kits, you could actually make like almost a full bodied mall. Oh, that's cool. The problem is that this kit is like a hundred dollars a piece. So. I think they're like 120 actually. Like they're, they're, they're not cheap because yeah. I looked at them. Because I went into the Lego store and was like, well, I guess I'm buying a random Lego now because <laughs> pandemic. I, I I I had hit a hiatus where I was like, well, I'm bored. I, I don't know what to do. Let me just start yeah. building Legos. So 
I just started buying Lego sets to build and yeah, they're, they look amazing. Like they have them all displayed in the Lego stores, like the big, like three panel ones, but they're, they're like 120 to 140 or something like that. Like they're not cheap and they look good. I mean, they're definitely, you know, for the, for what you're getting, it's, it's worth the price because you're sort of walking that line between art and yeah, it's Lego. between art and toy, like, <laughs> it, but it's it's a really cool piece. Like from from up close, you can't tell. Like it's amazing that it looks that much like Mall on my screen. Because when you're up close, you're like, this looks really weird. And then when you step back, it looks more like Mall, like a Monet. Exactly. It's, I was gonna say it's, it's all pretty the much dots. it. Yeah. At first, I thought it was Perler art, and I was about to say Mari. <laughs> going to town and some earlier art i don't i don't know what that means. oh it's the little beads and you can make like eight bit stuff out of it i'll send you a link it's cool i have a, oh okay okay i do know what i have a juggernaut okay. on my wall i just can't reach it i don't think i have i have one new baby yoda pop i actually had not purchased any baby yoda pops until that one because my friend saved it for me i have one so nice. so- if i blow i was like i'm not buying any more pops like i cannot buy myself any more pops i have way too many um, so they either get gifted to me or if it's like a super limited edition and I'm there, like I'll buy mm-hmm. it. So, but that's pretty much all I've added to my collection. I think I've only added one figure this entire hiatus and it's this uh, Dark Side Ray Black Series. Todd, I, f- nope, I forgot one. This figure is so plain oh, but no. still so cool. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> oh my goodness. That is adorable. <laughs> For 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 the 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 listeners, it's a like crocheted baby Yoda, baby Yoda or Yoda. It's, it's supposed to be baby Yoda. It's adorable. Um, my sister and I went to an antique mall, and some lady had this little booth that had a bunch of crocheted ones, and that so there was this one, and they also had one that had a little pouch that you could like hang around your neck. But oh he but this one was just like he was bigger and just too cute. That I, he was only eight dollars for. He's all the way around, like, okay. Oh, so I bought. I love little yeah. crafts like that. Like they're, and you know, once we all saw Grogu for the first time in, in season one, it was like, all right, who can who can start putting out <laughs> merch and crocheted yeah. stuff as soon as possible? Uh, did you pick up anything aside from Legos? <laughs> I've picked up a. I was gonna say I picked up a couple. I'm trying to think of what Lego. Honestly, it all blends now. I picked up. Or I got gifted the um, Grogu like little Lego oh, yeah. statue looking mm-hmm. thing. Um, got that. Got the one six scale uh, Din and the child like deluxe uh, Beskar oh, hot cool. toy figure. I pick it up, but I'm like, I've got him posed where he's like jetpacking. <laughs> and I'm afraid if I pick him up, it's like all going to fall apart. Uh, got that. Pre-ordered a couple of things. Like anytime there's a mando because the one thing that i have stuck to is the black series mando figures so i've got bo katan grief um quill moff gideon all on pre-order i've got the best car mando helmet on on pre-order and i just pre-ordered the vintage collection slave one with uh boba fett because jeremy over at skyward was able to hook me up with a restock of that so yeah i've got i've got way too many things that i've bought recently that i like hasn't hit me yet like where to put it <laughs> and i keep like re 
like luckily I'm going to have a, a bigger space next year. So I'm like kind of forward thinking like, all right, I can, I can get away with this cause I'm going to have a bigger space. I can, I can fill it, fill the, fill the new space. But in the meantime, I'm like panicking on the inside. I'm like, Oh, this is going to be, this is going to, I'm going to be like sleeping surrounded by like toys and action. Anytime figures. I bring something new home, Gabby's like, where are you going to, where are you going to put that? <laughs> oh, same, same. My, my, my roommate, like anytime I get a box from Amazon, she's like, yeah. is it toys? Like, listen, listen, maybe I don't need the judgment right yes. now, That's, but maybe Gabby, Gabby's my roommate. And anytime a new box shows up, she's like, you, you do, you, do you even know what this is? Like <laughs> you, no. you order so much stuff and it's like, it could no, Gabby, be. I don't, Gabby, <laughs> if you must know, <laughs> it's like Christmas every day. I was gonna say the best are the pre-orders that you forget about, and then you just get like a random when that box from mall, Amazon or something. When like, that What's mall this? shows up from Black Series, I'm gonna be like, sudden surprise! Like it is Christmas. <laughs> Merry yes, Christmas exactly. to me. Yes, I have so oh, much. And I, I have two malls pre-ordered because I I ordered the other version of the mall the hot toy? Uh, that doesn't come out until this Christmas. Yeah, so that'll be my first hot toy because <laughs> this isn't a hot toy, right? It's this is just show. like the Mythos. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I think. Okay, see, I don't know show. what the difference is. There's not really. A difference. Uh, so yeah, I have those two things on order. <laughs> I, uh, I forgot about that. One. I have so much stuff that I went. I started to go up, like, and I totally forget like what I have. And uh, I was sh- streaming on Twitch the other day, and I lost in Warzone from somebody hacking. So I threw my head back, like, kind of mad. And that's when I remembered I have stuff on the ceiling. <laughs> I have the <laughs> 40th anniversary Luke Black Series and the Obi-Wan. I have a Jack Sparrow figure. I have two Hasbro WWF figures, two Walking Dead figures, and a Ronda Rousey signed Strike Force hat on the ceiling. <laughs> totally forgot. It, I, they've been up there for years. Like, I could show you guys. That's so funny. <laughs> I feel like that's that's my future right there is like, all right, I'm out of room. Like, I've got a bunch of like vintage vintage collection figures that I'm like, well, I don't want to take these out. So I need, you know, somewhere to put these carded figures and they're just going to end up like scaling up the wall and onto the hung, roof. And you see those pictures of like the people that have like just it's crazy. Walls. I finally hung up my pulse blaster RIP because it doesn't exist in the show anymore. Thanks. Thanks, Moth <laughs> Gideon. <laughs> Nothing exists. Um, then Which I remember explorers. actually when you said you had that mall pre-ordered i actually have three things three things pre-ordered from skyward fun supply which we'll be talking about here shortly um i have wrecker pre-ordered the black series i have hunter and crosshair pre-ordered i don't have tech pre-ordered i don't know have they announced the tech i don't even know honestly i've lost track of what they've announced and what's like yeah stuff we know is coming like obviously they're going to make every single bad batch character there's probably going to be I'm curious because there's probably going to be like a Fennec Bad Batch character. There's going to be a um, Fennec Mando character. There's going to be a Fennec be Book Captain, of Boba Fett Captain one. I'm like, we're going to have like, one. there's going to be so many figures that I'm, it's, I'm getting like oh anxiety God. thinking about Speaking, where to put them. Speaking of Bad Batch, just, I just remembered I actually did have another thing for Cargo Hold. I got the Bad Batch Lego mini uh, bootleg figures. Oh, that's right. Yep. They're so, I only have one, I only have one problem with them. And it's that Wrecker is the smallest one. Like, he should be double the size. Yeah, it's not the scale. Not like, the scale. He's literally the smallest one. Uh, and it makes my heart hurt a little bit. Um, so, up next, guys, we have our interview with Jeremy Robert from Skyward Fun Supply. 
we I met Jeremy through Todd, who had been purchasing from him in the past. We cultivated a relationship, got a little partnership going, got a little discount code going. <laughs> so if you guys go to SkywardFunSpy.com, use code BSP10, save 10% on your orders. And also, Jeremy will send you a pretty sick Skyward Fund Supply sticker. Todd and I talked to him um, a week or so ago, so enjoy this interview. Today we are joined by a special guest, Jeremy Robert from Skyward Fund Supply. He's the founder and CEO of the company. So just to get things started, Jeremy's a huge Star Wars collector. So why don't you tell us a little bit about what got you into Star Wars collecting and sort of what you're interested in collecting? Okay. Um, yeah. Um, so I think it all the technically collecting uh, started when I was a kid, like three, four years old. I mean, like superhero stuff back then, uh, late 80s. Um, a lot of like the Toy Biz uh, superhero stuff. I was Batman, Superman, Spider-Man. Those are kind of the big ones when I was a kid. Um, and then after that, uh, Ninja Turtles was big, you know, um, early 90s. That was all the rage. Uh, Power Rangers after that. You know, I was collecting, I mean, pretty much you know, literally everything. I had every Ninja Turtle, every Power Ranger, every vehicle accessory. Um, anything you can imagine. Um, and then in about 95, uh, when my dad bought me, uh, or rented me the, uh, the VHS tapes for Star Wars. And, uh, you know, after that, I was just hooked. And, uh, I mean, to this day, it's, I mean, Star Wars is like 98% of what I collect. Uh, my, my focus, I mean, I have little bits and pieces of, you know, uh, Marvel stuff, superhero stuff here and there. But, I mean, you know, compared to Star Wars, it's, uh, not nearly as much. So it's, it's, yeah, not really pretty much just Star Wars, uh, for the most part, for sure. Uh, so you, you know, six inch kind of guy, you three and three quarters. What's, uh, what, what's your Star Wars flavor? <laughs> Admittedly, I'm a three and three quarter inch guy. I mean, that's where it all started for me. Um, Same. I have probably a handful of six inch figures. Uh, I mean, they're great, but at this rate, you know, when you've had like an entire, you know, room full of the three and three quarter inch figures of vehicles and stuff, it's, it's hard for me. I don't have space and things like that. But, um, I, I definitely pick up, uh, a lot of the six inch stuff that I do pick up is mainly like nice little public stuff. So Revan. Nihilus, uh, you know, anything that they will come out with, I have, you know, kind of reserved space for that. Um, the Rebels figures, I'm a big Rebels fan, so I picked up those. Um, but, you know, a little more limited with the six-inch stuff, but, uh, but yeah, mainly a three and three-quarter-inch guy, for sure. Same. I, I, I much prefer that, the smaller line. I was so bummed when they didn't do it for Rise of Skywalker. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that was just uh, a, a very bizarre thing, I think, across the board for Rise of Skywalker. I mean, just looking at it, not even just, you know, like with the Hasbro figures, but you know, even the Funko stuff. I mean, Funko is just in another few months coming out with like the second wave of Rise of Skywalker stuff that, you know, there's a lot of stuff that, you know, looking back, you think, you know, wasn't this stuff supposed to be out when the movie came out? <laughs> yeah. and, and I don't know. I mean, like Hasbro kind of said that like 90 something percent or seven, somewhere between 75, like 90 percent, whatever it was, the majority of stuff they had planned was going to be bumped to, you know, later on. And it's just kind of like, well, why? You know, it's a very, very bizarre thing, that whole situation of marketing and that movie and everything, for sure, yeah. Well, it almost seems like by by pushing it, you're missing out on all that hype for, for those characters. Yeah, yeah. Right. And I mean, for the last Skywalker saga, you know, film, technically, I mean, for now, I mean, who knows, you know, what the future holds everything, but I mean, for, for that nine film saga, yeah, I mean, it's not capitalize on that and i mean I, I think it was funny because you look at the offerings and, and the three and three quarter inch line to be fair i mean it was all focused on the vintage collection so you know there was a whole wave or two that kind of included you know figures and stuff from the film but nothing that was just branded specifically for the film 
it just, yeah, a very weird kind of approach to it. It was just bizarre, you know? Well, and the whole, the whole idea of like, like I remember, uh, I was definitely younger, I think, than you two, but when Phantom Menace came out in 99 and just the, the, how stocked and packed <laughs> stores like Toys R Us were and it was and just aisles, aisles of stuff. Retailers yeah. and things like that back, back then, you could have characters for like the most obscure, no name, random character and you'd have just full pegs full of, of characters. And now, like I was in Target, I think the other day, just casually perusing around and there's like maybe four black series figures and that was like the only figures i saw so it, it's it's weird seeing just how how hasbro has kind of rolled out i guess they're they're not only the three and three quarter but the six inch line too mm-hmm. and, and even looking at at you know other shows marvel other disney plus marvel shows and how they've had merch and figures come out for their most recent episodes yet we're still haven't gotten some fake characters that that you would get from rise of skywalker so and, and we're we're well past when those yeah. characters should have come out i so. miss that so much too like the random basically no-name characters you just get a figure for like that was like that's one of my favorite things to collect when i was growing up was just like random characters <laughs> yeah it was always there i mean i think that uh i was talking to a friend about that recently because um, I think really the last time we, we saw you know obscure sort of background characters probably was the the, the 2015 Force Awakens line. I mean, in both scales, you know, you had the six inch scale. Obviously, there was you know everybody's favorite character Zuvio and and Gwabi and Death Dang guy and, and some of the more background characters. But it seems like ever since then they kind of strayed from you know the background kind of stuff. And, and even like I said, three and three quarter inch, you know that that line you had Sarko Plank and some of the the background characters. But ever since then, it kind of seemed to focus predominantly on just the main characters. But, I mean, yeah, I mean, for, for however long, I mean, 20-some years now, it was background characters were always thrown in waves. Ever since Power of the Force 2 and Episode 1, Power of the Jedi, I and mean, everything ever since, and especially after Rise or, uh, Revenge of the Sith, you know, you had the Saga Collection, the 30th Anniversary Collection, Legacy Collection. I mean, those lines were predominantly built off of background characters more obscure. I mean, and the line thrived and survived. And, I mean, of course, a lot of that has to do with just, you know, demographics of people that are buying figures and, you know, people that aren't icing nowadays, you know, everybody is told, you know, that kids don't play with toys and action figures, but it's a weird thing, too, because, um, you know, I mean, yeah, the last time I was in Target, uh, especially on the holidays, you, know, you look around and there's Fortnite figures and toys everywhere. <laughs> I'm like, so do kids not play with toys or do they play with toys or is this just an attempt to sort of appeal to kids that play video games? Yeah, it's, I don't know. It's, it's definitely a good time. It's so, it's, it's confusing, honestly. Like, okay. they, it's, that they, they want to make money, right? <laughs> you would think so. I mean, and that's kind of the thing that I, I, I can't quite wrap my head around with toy companies that, you know, they, they try to tell you, well, kids aren't playing with toys as much. And it's like, okay, maybe that's true. And even if it is, it's still your duty as a toy company to make products that appeal to kids. So just at least try to do that. You know, don't throw in the towel and, limit the amount of stuff that you know you're putting out there or the appeal of what you're putting out there you know it's that's the whole like fun of, of toys and, and collecting and stuff is to like connect with you know the imagination and, and appeal to people whether it's even adults you know that um whether we collect for nostalgia or for fun or, or you know both or, or whatever you know i mean it's still i would imagine that you know major toy companies have that responsibility i mean you got to put stuff out there that people are going to want to buy not just kind of so, yeah, well, you know, they're not buying it anymore. We're not going to bother. I mean, they kind of did that with uh, you know, the mid-2000s. They said, well, nobody buys the 12-inch figures anymore. And there was still, obviously, a lot of people that said, you know, 
we do we do buy twelve inch figures in a while, you know, a few years went by and nothing happened and all of a sudden over the last five, six years you have like these twelve inch you know, granted they're they're more limited articulation, but these things are everywhere. I mean they're at like Dollar General and Dollar Tree or, you know, dollar stores and these twelve inch figures are out there, six inch, I mean there's there's figures in all scales now. So I mean, do people not buy twelve inch figures or do they buy twelve inch figures? Because <laughs> you guys said that they didn't and now they can come back. I don't know. It's it's definitely an interesting thing. It's almost like they're throwing darts at a board because there's like nine inch figures now. There's no articulation figures. Yep. There's super articulated figures. There's the, the um, retro line. Yeah, the retro line and then the, the TVC. So mm-hmm. it's it's a bamboozling. It, it is. Yeah. And I mean, it, it does remind you of when we were kids. You know, you had obviously Ninja Turtles at every scale and Power Rangers at every scale, which was great. And it's awesome. I mean, and I'm all for that. You know, whatever. If it's fun, it's fun. You know, kids, you know, have fun with it. Adults have fun with it. Whatever. You know, buy it and have fun. But. Yeah, I mean, it, it kind of goes against that idea that kids aren't playing with toys or that they're, the toy sales are down. I mean, I don't know. It, it just doesn't really add up completely. You know, it's... it's Yeah. So I just want to circle back and sort of ask a little bit, you know, your company's got a fun supply, how you got started with that, a little bit about why you got started and what made you want to sell Star Wars toys. And, and I believe you also sell other Hasbro figures like G.I. Joe's as, as well on your website. Um, a little bit, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's predominantly it's Star Wars, yeah. So, how did you? What what made you want to start a business? Um, it kind of goes back. I mean, I was a teenager, I think, and, and I remember like brainstorming. You know, obviously, you know, you're faced with that. Like, do you want to go to college? Do you want to do this? Do you want to do that? You know, when you graduate, kind of thing. Um, it's just in the back of my mind, I always kind of thought like, yeah, you know, maybe one day I'd like to, you know, try the whole toy collectible thing, see what that's about. Um, I mean, I did college. Uh, did let's see, I. I Returned from college, I worked at a bank for six years. Um, I did some sort of art-related kind of work and stuff like that, graphic design stuff. And then I just kind of decided a few years ago, I said, oh, you know, let me give this whole like small business thing a shot. You know, it was just kind of an experiment of sorts, and you know, I figured that the timing was right. And uh, yeah, I just kind of jumped into it and just wanted to provide something kind of fun. I mean, going back to the 2000s, I think when I was still in high school, I mean, I was joining a lot of message boards online, like Star Wars fan sites and stuff, and. You know, it was obviously a different time back then, but, you know, over the last sort of 10 to 15 years, things have kind of evolved to a point where a lot of companies, big and small, and not that they're not trustworthy, but there's just a lot of dropping the ball and stuff. And whether it's, you know, big companies that just throw your stuff in a box or, I don't know, you know, smaller companies that are kind of doing shady stuff, you know, out the back door and whatever, I just kind of said, why can't one company just kind of sell stuff, you know, fill pre-orders first, do things the right way, just, you know, connect with people, you know have fun with it, you know, put something positive out there and just kind of do things with that intention, you know, and, and that's just kind of been the goal all along. And that's pretty much what I'm striving for every day is just, you know, to, to continue connecting with other people and collectors and fans and just trying to have fun with it, you know, just kind of cutting out the nonsense. And I mean, social media, obviously, whether it's Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, I've tried to limit a lot of my kind of involvement and, and time spent on that stuff. I mean, obviously, I, I had a son last year, so Starting the family thing is, is definitely taking up a lot of time, but you know you kind of sort of take a step back and realize like there's just a lot of negativity out there, and you know whether you look for it or not, just trying to you know put something positive in there and just you know having fun with it. Really, that's the, the main goal for sure. No, absolutely, and I think you you do an awesome job of being since you're a collector yourself, being a collector first mentality with with your online store i think is is fantastic and that's why that's why i get all my stuff through you because i <laughs> i don't trust anybody else i mean like, like you said some of these you know bigger retailers they'll just throw your stuff in a box with 
you know, maybe a piece of paper to protect it. And then you get a, a carded figure and it's absolutely smashed to pieces. And, and there's just no, no regard for, for customers. Right. No, no, thanks. No, and I, like I told you, I mean, the millions out there definitely appreciate that. You know, that is, that's, that's kind of, you know, my approach is, I mean, obviously, you know, you look at it from the manufacturer standpoint. I mean, even like the Hasbro, they, they understand, like, you know, people do want to collect this stuff, carded box, et cetera. But, you know, at the same time, it's, it's meant to be disposed of the packaging and whatnot. But, you know, that's why you can't really, as a collector, look towards these bigger companies, especially to handle the stuff the way that you want them to, because they're not going to. And I mean, a lot of them, you know, they probably just don't have time, you know, these big, massive warehouses and they get, you know, all these orders and, and they just have to keep the, the, you know, keep the line moving and throw it in a box, tape it up, send it out. But it kind of takes the fun out of it, you know, and, and, it, and, it, and it takes away in, in, from the, the positive experience of it, for sure. And it obviously, you know, isn't reliable. I mean, you can't always look to those bigger companies to handle the stuff the way that you want them to. And to me, I think that's pretty essential. It's pretty vital. I mean, I'm honestly, I'm a, I'm a loose figure collector. I mean, I've got a huge, massive collection of boxed and carded stuff right now because I'm kind of in that stage of life for the last 10 years where I'm trying to, you know, start the family and, and buy a house and whatever. But I mean, one day this stuff's going to be all ripped open and displayed and whatever, you know, loose. And I still have all my stuff from when I was in high school and my teenage years and childhood, you know, all loose and whatever. But, um, but yeah, I mean, just understanding that, you know, all of us, whether we collect carded, boxed, loose, whatever, I mean, there's, just a certain sort of like, you know, expectation that is there. And it's, it's pretty straightforward and pretty simple. I think that's where it all begins. You know, it's begins with you taking something off the shelf and rather than just throwing it in the box with a piece of paper on top of it, you know, it's put that little bit of extra care and concern in there. And that makes all the difference in the world. Now, I know we talked a little bit about, about some of these larger retailers. You know, what are your sort of thoughts on retailer exclusives? And, and, and it seems more like Hasbro is sort of going towards that retailer exclusive avenue with, you know, figures that are almost impossible to get nowadays. So so what are your thoughts on that and, and sort of how that's impacting the current state of just collecting in general? Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, that's been around for quite a while. I mean, I, I, again, I remember back when, uh, particularly when Revenge of the Sith was coming out, I mean, that's when a lot of those retailer exclusives really started popping up. I think, uh, from, like, I don't remember, Midnight Madness in 2005, we had, uh, like, Target had an exclusive figure i can't remember off the top of my head which one it was i mean i know that at one point they had like the uh, the clone trooper with the red markings was a target exclusive the covert ops clone trooper uh toys r us at the time had the holographic yoda walmart had like the early bird mail-in package kind of thing um that i feel like is really when it started you know becoming more and more common and it's been common ever since but especially looking at the retail landscape now over the last you know five ten years we don't have I mean, I don't do not have companies that are strictly there to sell toys and, and things like that, like KB Toys, Toys R Us. I mean, at least in the United States, we oddly don't have those companies anymore. Um, but we're left with fewer and fewer retail options. Yeah, I mean, we've got what well, Walmart, Target, you know, Amazon in terms of like the online retail kind of thing. And, and really, those are like the big three now. And it just really feels like over the last few years, it's just gotten bad, whether it's the Star Wars toys, action figures, I mean, even like the Funko uh, side of things, I mean, that's just a whole different can of worms. I mean, there's just... <laughs> to say the least. Yeah, it's like all across the board, these companies just, they, they ironically want to carry this stuff because they keep doing it, but they can't seem to meet demand or handle the products in a way that satisfies the customers and, and the collector base and stuff. And I mean, you know, you have Walmart sending out emails about, you know, their collector corner, collector events and stuff. And it's just kind of like, it's just ironic, you know, it's like, but you guys don't carry this stuff. You know, your, your stores don't have it. You can't handle it online. I mean, the whole 
thing a few months back with the Mandalorian exclusive vintage collection figures was just an absolute mess and a disaster. Yeah, so many can- so many pre-orders were canceled. Like, yeah, I mean, jump. my incinerator phone number figures. I got a cancellation email, and two days later, they showed up. I'm like, wait a minute. Like, <laughs> okay, this is great, but uh, yeah, uh, it's just a mess. I mean, I, I don't know. And, and I mean, I look at it obviously from a standpoint of a small business. I mean, like when I pre-order products. I pre-order, you know, X amount of figures. I don't put all of them up in pre-order because I know that not everything is going to show up, you know, just from the, the factory, you know, whether it's me or, or Target or, or Walmart. I mean, you know, in Asia, you know, they, they pack this stuff. Some figures get beat up in the factory, whatever it is, and they get shoved in a box and, you know, shipped across the ocean and, and they arrive here and, and not everything's got to be mint. And you got to allocate for that. But I mean, you think about like Walmart and Target, shouldn't these companies kind of know that they should put up like X amount of figures if they're not guaranteed to get X amount of figures and allocation for certain things. I mean, what's the worst case scenario that they're going to end up with a pile of stuff that they didn't sell yet and they just put it up and sell it? You know, it's what they do anyway afterwards. You know, I mean, that's what happened in the last sort of uh, scenario there. Like we were saying, you know, you had people that had their orders canceled and like a day or two later, all of a sudden, bam, those two figures were back on the, the website up for order again. Like, and they sell yeah. out immediately once they're back on the website. Yeah. So. Right, yeah. I mean, it, there's no concern that these things are going to sell. They know that they will. It just seems to be like the allocation part of it, the numbers, they, they can't figure that out. Well, it almost seems like there's an issue with allocation, but then also there's, you know, the whole se- scalper market and the whole secondary market, which isn't something new. There's always been, oh, yeah. I guess, a secondary market for stuff, you know, definitely in the age of the internet, in the age of online basically only ordering mm-hmm. so much of this stuff is driven by online ordering now that it's almost like collectors are just sort of left out in the dust and as long as a company pushes product they don't that that's all they care about so yeah, yeah. and i mean I, I find it ironic too because like for somebody as small as i am with my website i can take any product and i can say only sell one of this at a time can't tell me walmart target can't enact that same practice or limit you know orders and i get like Having to go through man, manually, obviously, and, and sort of, you know, compare addresses and try to figure out who is buying excess amounts for the secondary market kind of thing. You know, that definitely, no matter how big or small you are, that's the time-consuming process. But, I mean, being able to limit, I mean, Funko has, has started doing it over the last, you know, year or two. I mean, on their website, they flat out have policies and things that say, you know, that we limit product quantities and, and especially exclusives and things like that. I mean, you know, they've started doing it more and more. Um, I mean, I can't say over the last year or so as far as like the Funko stuff. I haven't, I can't remember the last time I, I jumped in and, and bought a Funko shop exclusive pop. It's been a while, but for a few years there, it was definitely getting pretty messy with bots and things like that, you know, kind of snatching up a lot of the, the exclusives right when they went up for sale. But, you know, I know Funko's taken steps, it seems, to try to like combat that kind of stuff. So, yeah. Um, I was going to say, I remember even just recently the Mando Monday stuff and some of these figures when they go up, it's <laughs> watching, watching social media sort of prep for these drops and then everybody mad dashing onto the various, you know, if it's exclusive dashing onto the exclusive retailer to try and get it and then it being gone in, you know, 30 seconds. Yeah. yeah. So it, it's, I don't know. I don't understand the whole back end with, with some of these retailers, but I, I, it still baffles me that they're not able to at least have, you know, an idea of enough product for, you know, what the demand is. Yeah. Yeah. No, definitely. Yeah. I, like I said, I can't wrap my head around it either. I mean, especially, you know, when you think like Hasbro, Hasbro Pulse, I mean, that's kind of, 
basically in a, in a pretty in, uh, or pretty direct sense coming right from the manufacturer. But yeah, I, I don't know. It's it, it's definitely it's a mess. I mean, I know. So we talked about this a little bit with, with the whole idea of you know kids aren't playing with toys. But do you think that because of issues like scalpers and, and products not hitting shelves at retail establishments, that that is impacting? You know, this idea that kids aren't playing with toys because there aren't really toys for kids to play with. They can't go to Target and pick, them off, pick it up off a, off a shelf now. I mean, yeah, I, I think that it could be. Um, I think a good example is the recent, you know, the, the, the Target the Black Series 6-inch. They had the Mandalorian and Child set. I mean, why was that thing an exclusive? You know, you figure these two iconic characters from this show, you know, and, and like you said, if you're a kid and, and you want a Mando figure in a, in a, in a, in a Grogu baby, you know I mean, if you want that, that should be readily available, you know? I mean, not to say that it should be falling off the pegs, but, you know, and of course it is easy for guys like us to say when we were kids, you know, toys were falling off the pegs, they were everywhere, but you still also had, you know, the impossibility of finding an April O'Neil or a Princess Leia or, you know, whatever the case was. There was always a figure of some kind uh, that was a little more rare. I mean, that's always going to be there uh, to some extent, I think. But, I mean, yeah, you know, certain figures that, that are, you know, you think you should be able to just go to the store and pretty readily find that. Um, some of these exclusive options, I mean, even like the Walmart uh, vintage collection, you know, Mando and, and Baby Yoda uh, figure. I mean, I, I can't figure out why certain characters are selective beast or exclusives when you know, I mean, it Hasbro has to know after all these years that, that a lot of these big retail companies have a very difficult time stocking this stuff, um, you know, handling it in terms of like, you know, the retail level of it. I don't know. It just kind of seems weird that some of these choices are being made to make certain figures store exclusives when uh, that should be a standard, you know, exclusive in a, in a weight, you know, and a carryover too. Um, you know, as a lot of these figures sometimes do get carried over into the next wave, you know, Mando and, and, and Grogu, you, you'd expect to be, you know, finding that everywhere rather than an impossible thing to find. You know, I mean, the mentality of Hasbro has always been, well, Darth Vader, you know, we need to put the Darth Vader out there fairly regularly, but, you know, well, why not Mando and, and Baby Yoda and, and characters that you know are going to sell? You know, there's a demand for that. Well, and, and my hope, I guess, is with all these new Disney Plus shows coming out and sort of all the stuff that we had announced not too long ago for the new slate of Star Wars content coming out, that we give back to the, the age of having a ton of, you know, toys and, and merch. And it's just sort of a, a nonstop and, and this period where it's sort of been hit or miss for what we were able to find it is over. Yeah. And yeah, it seems like Star Wars goes in waves with, you know, there'll be a whole lot of stuff and then a dark age and then a whole lot of stuff and then a dark age. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I can only hope. I mean, yeah, there's, there's a ridiculous amount of stuff coming out. I mean, between movies and, you know, the Disney plus content. And I mean, that's the beautiful thing about Star Wars. And I mean, obviously, you know, when Disney, uh, you know, made their deal with George Lucas. I mean, even George Lucas kind of, you know, in the back of his mind back in, you know, the, the 70s kind of knew, like, you know, his his key to it all was, was merchandise and marketing, especially the toys, you know. And, and that's something that it's definitely, maybe it's easy for, again, guys like us to say, but it, it, it's a timeless thing. I mean, the beauty of Star Wars and, and those films and the, the novels and the comics, I mean, you have an almost infinite well of characters and locations and vehicles and all sorts of things to pull from. And, and, and that's, you know, again, going back to that discussion of, um, you know, manufacturers like Hasbro, uh, being able to just tap into that and, and connect with everybody, basically. I mean, you know, kind of like what the field of dreams thing is, you know, if you, if you, if you make it, they'll buy it, you know, I mean, I would think, 
especially the three and three quarter inch stuff. I mean, that's that's why it's been so successful for so long is, you know, not only could you buy the figures, but you had vehicles and play sets and other things to kind of flesh everything out and, and to, to bring that galaxy far, far away to life. And whether you're a kid or an adult, I mean, it, it's going to sell, you know, there, there's always going to be a market for that. But um, especially, yeah, with all this content and stuff coming out and everything that has come out, you know, it's there's so much potential there. And, and it is kind of a shame to see a lot of it just being kind of pushed off to the side repeatedly and a lot of what we have gotten is, is seemingly pretty minimal i mean the mandalorian is a great example you know looking back in retrospect at, at how successful that show was and i think i, I want to say somewhere along the line somebody at some point maybe i think it was somebody from lucasfilm kind of sort of said we didn't think baby yoda was going to be so popular i mean like how can you look at that little guy and not think that that wasn't going to be a hit you know i was going to say I, I remember the first episode and just the absolute collective mind blown community <laughs> around that. So as soon as everybody, everyone's like, "All right, we need merch now. We need merch now." And yeah. I get the idea that they didn't want to, you know, spoil anything by because that's how we, we seem to always get our leaks is from toy spoils or, or uh, you know, Lego sets or stuff like that. So it's it's crazy that they just never have anticipated for certain characters and even some of the season two characters like we still haven't gotten a boba fett we haven't gotten fennec shand which was a season one and two character yeah and those two characters are presumably going to be in book of boba fett so yeah yeah i don't i don't you know i mean clearly there's a lot of story to tell with her so yeah yeah i mean it has what kind of like they've been pushing a lot of the boba fett stuff that's been happening with the slave one it's been like more or less his appearances in the original trilogy, which is great. That's cool. You, know, you can never have enough Boba Fett to that extent. But listen, you're, you're speaking to my soul right now as I, as yeah. I stare at my uh, my my container <laughs> with uh, more Boba Fett merch than I could possibly ever need. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, it's, it's never a bad thing. But yeah, it makes you you know kind of scratch your head and wonder, you know, where's the uh, the, the sort of Mando depictions of Boba, you know? But I mean, I guess you know, apparently Funko's coming out with some pops probably by the end of the year that are going to have, you know, both Fets in there and whatever. But yeah, I mean, there's definitely, hopefully we'll see a black series finished collection. We'll see some more, you know, Boba merchandise. I mean, I, I'm sure by the end of next year, you know, when the, when the show premieres and it is, is, you know, had its time and, you know, we've all seen the first season or whatever. And I'm sure that'll definitely change, but it, it does make yeah. me wonder, I mean, going back to, I guess the sequel trilogy, it kind of makes more sense, obviously like the, the, the secrecy behind it, you know, and not seeing so much merchandise like that makes sense. But, looking at like the Mandalorian, I mean, from a visual standpoint, nothing we've seen in the Mandalorian has been on a level that like, let's say the sequel trilogy was like, there wasn't like the secrecy of like, Oh, who is Snoke or what's really going on with the story. I mean, Mandalorian is kind of like, okay, you know, these characters, you've seen them before to some degree. There wasn't, I, I think that level of like secrecy or lack of merchandise doesn't make sense. When you, when you think about like Mandalorian compared to you know, some of like, let's say the sequel trilogy stuff or you know, some of the film content we've gotten over the last few years. So yeah, it, it definitely seems kind of, weird that there hasn't been you know a certain amount of like merchandise for mando now i know we've talked a lot about just hasbro and, and sort of how they've handled stuff but i think some of some other companies have, have sort of tried to fill that void um i look at sideshow and hot toys they're they're pushing out season two stuff already now they're they're more on the upper end of you know premium collecting mm -hmm. yeah. um, but it, it seems almost like that they do a better job of, of getting new stuff out than say Hasbro does, which which is crazy because the amount of everyday collector that's going to go towards Hot Toys and Sideshow is far less than the mass market for Hasbro. Oh yeah, definitely, definitely, yeah. And I mean, yeah, you're right. Ultimately, everything goes through Lucasfilm. I mean, in terms of what gets uh, 
be okay to be you know, produced and marketed and, you know, all that kind of stuff. So yeah, it's definitely, um, that's another head scratcher for sure that, that, you know, Hot Toys or Sideshow would, uh, get more of an okay to produce content and, and you know, figures and, and items and stuff from, from, you know, Mando and, you know, any of the films really than, than a lot of, you know, like Hasbro or even Funko, you know, but yeah, yeah, definitely. It is a very bizarre thing. So have you ever thought, because I know you, you predominantly are, are you know, Hasbro three and three quarters, six inch. Have you ever thought about maybe getting more into the retail side of, of some of those higher end premium collectibles on your site? Oh, definitely. Yeah, definitely. Um, from day one, I mean, that's, that's definitely been, you know, the short list of things that I'm still, you know, working my way up getting there. So hopefully in the next year or two, for sure. Yeah. I mean, I'd love to, you know, offer more of that stuff. Um, I'm getting more into like selling like the gentle giant, you know, diamond, like the busts and statues, things like that. Um, I, I'm actually hoping within the next year to kind of get more into, it's going to be an experiment in its own right. Uh, maybe like more of the comics and stuff too. I mean, I've talked to a lot of friends and, you know, a lot of my friends that collect Star Wars stuff, you know, they're big into the comics and things like that. I mean, obviously, I mean, comic books and that industry, that area of things is, I mean, you could spend a whole podcast or two just talking about that whole, uh, you know, situation and in terms of, you know, physical versus digital and, and that industry and uh, sales and things like that. So it, it's, it's a little bit tricky, you know, figuring out quantities. I mean, obviously, you know, like with most wholesalers and things like that, you know, you got to order like minimum quantity. So that is something that I'm working on. I'm, I'm looking at doing that. Um, yeah, I mean, that's definitely on the short list too. But yeah, definitely, hopefully over the next year or two, um, going to be definitely expanding beyond just you know, like the figures and stuff and, you know, offering more, you know, like you said, you know, hopefully getting like the hot toys or sideshow and other, you know, non just, you know, black series vintage collection, you know, Funko kind of based stuff. But yeah, that's definitely, definitely on the, uh, the agenda. Very cool. I know BP is all about that comic, <laughs> comic life. So yeah, yes, sir. <laughs> yeah, like I said, I mean, if I can definitely try to figure out, you know, a, a system that's going to work and connect with enough people and, and really build something bigger out of it, yeah, it's definitely that, that's something I wanted to do from the start too. I mean, I'm not big into the comics. Um, I'm actually going to go out to my my local shop later tonight and, and pick up my pull list, which is kind of it's a painful thing once you have a kid and, and you know your time gets consumed a lot more than, than, you know, it did before. It's, it's, I, I'm at a point now where I don't really get to go out every week. I get to go out every few weeks, but it's definitely a highlight and something I really look forward to. I say that just gives you a bigger backlog to, to read through before you have to go get your next pull list. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but it, it becomes, don't just go out and get your pull list. You gotta go out and get the diapers and the wipes and everything else. But <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's a whole fun adventure, you know? Very cool. Very cool. <laughs> The last question that I got for you is, you know, you're an online only retailer. We grew up in the age of brick and mortar retail with, with Toys R Us and, and stores like that. Uh, have you ever thought about maybe going into brick and mortar or do you think, you know, online is sort of where you want to stay? Uh, no, definitely, uh, definitely brick and mortar. I mean, obviously, yeah, growing up, you know, when we did having the kinds of stores that we did, I mean, even, you know, smaller, local independent shops, comic shops. And I mean, there was one, uh, you know, near me, the, the, the store still exists, not obviously at the same sort of like capacity or location. It's moved around and changed ownership uh, over the last, you know, 10, 15, 20 years. But it's one of the few places that does still exist. It definitely the dream. And this is kind of the weird thing is, is that like, not to say that I'm a very like anti online buying kind of guy, but I really am like, I don't buy from Amazon or Walmart unless like it's absolutely essential and vital. Um, especially ever since I started this company, I mean, I, I try my best, like I said, I mean, my, my local comic shop, um, 
I, I still support them. I try to buy, you know, as much, you know, comics and stuff through them, my bags and boards, storage bins, anything that I can get through them. You know, I, I really try to do that and support them. You know, again, just having that understanding of being a small business. I never really understood that mentality of, you know, supporting small shops until I did it myself. And I'm like, wow, I, I totally get where people are coming from because we actually in our area, uh, supposedly they're, they're going to be opening up an Amazon warehouse and a distribution center and whatever. And, you know, from a job creation standpoint, that's great. But then again, you know, you just not to say that it's going to put mom and pop shops or smaller businesses out of business, but I mean, that's going to be there, I think, inevitably anyway. That threat has been there for a long time. But, you know, I, I think it definitely makes you think about things uh, from a little bit of a different perspective. You know, and yeah, I, I try to support, you know, smaller shops as much as I can. Um, you know, we have a small bookstore, uh, the next town over where I actually live and everything. And, and I try to, you know, buy from them, uh, whenever I can, you know, things like that. But yeah, I mean, the weird irony is I'm really not an online guy and yet here I am with an online business, but it, it's sort of something that was born out of necessity at this point. Um, just in terms of trying to connect with fellow collectors, you know, obviously the internet is really your, your biggest and only tool to do that. Um, but yeah, opening up like a physical location has always definitely been part of the dream of all of it. Uh, hopefully within the next few years, as this whole thing continues to grow, um, I can do that. You know, that that's definitely something that I would absolutely love to do, but it's also hard not to say that like, I would love to see, I mean, I think it was like last week there, we keep seeing these like little teasing headlines where they keep uh, saying, Oh, Toys R Us is making a comeback. And you know, there's that inner child. And I'm always like, Oh my God, I hope so. And, and I don't know. It, it's it's something that I would love for that to happen, but reasonably, I mean, who knows? You know, we'll see. But yeah, definitely opening up a, a brick and mortar kind of thing. Yeah, I mean, that's definitely uh, on the short list of things that I hope to achieve over the next few years for sure. I was gonna say, if Toys R Us ever comes back, it's gonna be a, a weird mix of small children and and people in their thirties and forties and fifties kicking down the front door to <laughs> relive their childhood. Yeah, no, definitely. I mean, like tonight, I'll, I'll drive by. And <laughs> our Toys R Us nearby used to be in and it's a Burlington co-factory now and I mean every time I drive by I can't help but like almost shed a tear you know it's just it's hard to believe it, it's something that I haven't in the last few years I don't know if I'll ever wrap my head around it like I said I mean I think that like the United States of America we, we don't have Toys R Us anymore or KB Toys or stores specifically devoted to that I mean I, I Canada still does I think Australia you know Europe still has Toys R Us but you know we don't here and that's kind of a weird thing I think but it, it just does. I mean, it speaks to the fact that for the last 10, 20 years, I mean, everybody, not everybody, but you know, the majority of consumers, not just toy collectors, but, you know, it, you sort of where you put your money is, is where things end up kind of going. And it, that's been the unfortunate sort of reality that, that companies like Amazon and Walmart and Target, you know, people chose to put their money there. And, you know, here we are. We're left with it. And, and it kind of going back to what you were saying, like with packaging and a lot of these companies, you know, the, the irony is, the sad irony is, I mean, you, you go on social media and Instagram and Twitter and you see, okay, everybody's complaining about these bigger companies and how they trash their orders and don't care, but you look at what the majority of people still put their money into and it's those companies. So it's kind of like, kind of a oxymoronic sort of thing that we all get caught up in where, you know, this is what we left ourselves with, but then we complain about, you know, the standard that's presented, but it is what it is, I guess. Yeah, unfortunately, it's it's sort of. I mean, I guess the best you can do is just support support small guys like you, and and hopefully get back to the the way collecting used to be. Yeah, yeah, definitely. That's that's the dream. Well, Jeremy, if you want to go ahead and let people know where they can find you, where they can find your store. Well, yeah. So uh, it's SkywardFunSupply.com. That's the site. 
Um, I'm on Instagram, same thing, Skyward Fun Supply. Uh, Twitter, Skyward Fun Toys. They give you like that character element, so I couldn't put supply in there. We're on Facebook too. Yeah, I mean, I'm on, I'm on social media. Yeah, definitely. And uh, like I said, you know, the website. That's the main location. That's the business right there. And don't forget to use code BSP10 yeah, to save ten percent. I mean, supporting you guys, listening to the podcast, you know, for sure. That's definitely a, a big part of the fun too. I mean, the, the last like two years or so, a lot of you guys that I've connected with. Um, it's just been an absolute blast, you know, discovering like that, that online world of podcasts and connecting with fans that way has been probably one of the most positive experiences that I've had throughout this whole, uh, this whole thing for sure. And I mean, like I said, I can't, you know, thank you guys enough too for what you guys do and, and just the, you know, the positivity and the fun you guys put out there. I and mean, that's, there's just no amount of words that can describe how much that means, especially nowadays, as you guys know, with the amount of like, negativity, just all the, the, the controversy and everything else, you know, that, that obviously exists on the internet and has for quite some time, but be able to, to just sort of you know sift your way through all that kind of nonsense and find the good you know you guys are definitely like the the shining light that definitely uh makes a lot of it all worth it and, and, and far more fun for sure well, thank you absolutely appreciate it appreciate you yeah no you guys are definitely you know putting the good putting the positive out there making things fun too so yeah you guys deserve a lot of credit for sure well thank you for joining us it's been a fun fun conversation yeah thank no definitely you, uh, yeah anytime anytime this has definitely been a blast. Um, yeah, anytime, you know, I'm always down to talk about, you know, the collecting world and toys, all that good stuff. So, yeah, and there's a lot of great stuff coming down the pipeline this year. Hopefully, we'll get some more reveals and stuff soon, you know. I mean, there's definitely, I mean, I can think of a few good things that I, I, I definitely know are coming down the pipeline that people are pretty excited about. But, yeah, we got a good chunk of the year left. So, yeah, there's a lot of good stuff coming. I say we'll have to get you back on as we get more uh, more reveals and more, more toy news coming out. Definitely, definitely. Yeah, anytime. All right, so that was our interview with Jeremy from Skyward Fun Supply. Thanks to Jeremy for taking the time to talking to us and being a, in a partnership with us. So definitely check out uh, skywardfunsupply.com. Use our code BSP10 to save 10%. Uh, Jeremy knows his stuff, and he's a collector as well. So it, when it, on his website, it says mint condition guaranteed. <clears throat> that's not bullshit. That's, that's real. Uh, he takes a lot of care in his shipping. And it shows when you get a when you get a package and it's not Amazon crushed. So uh, it's where I buy my stuff. It's where Todd buys his stuff. So if you're worried about buying from a place you've never bought from before, you have our blessing. I don't even know what the word is, but we 100% guarantee it from Jeremy. So good stuff. Uh, so I think that's going to do it for this episode, episode 41. Um, make sure you're following us on social media. We're on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. It's all Black Squadron Podcasts. If you search that, you'll find us. Uh, we have a bunch of giveaways coming up between Todd and I. I think we have like 15 things to give away. Um, so definitely follow us there. Check out the pod. Where can they find you guys on social medias? Well, you can find me thirsting over Boba Fett probably more times than I uh, I should over on Twitter mostly at Todd Knows Best. That's knows like the one on your face, not the one like I know things. And Mari, where can they find you? Um, you can find me on Instagram, Mari underscore Frosty Britches with a Z. And Instagram is also Frosty Britches with a Z. And I'm also streaming on Twitch once in a while. <laughs> Frosty Britches with a Z. <laughs> and uh, I'll be, you can find me anywhere on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter at Black Squadron Studios. Um, also, I am making a push to hit affiliate on Twitch with my personal Twitch channel, which is Black Squadron. Um, I play a lot of Battlefront 2, so it's pretty much just Star Wars on there, too. So if you're a Star Wars fan, definitely um, come hang out. It's a, it's a lot of fun. 
He's really good at it. I am really good at am, it. I'm, I'm not <laughs> the kind of person to take credit for being good at something, but I am really good at this game. <laughs> Um, so yeah, our next episode, episode 42, I don't know exactly what we're going to do. I know Todd and I sat down and put out like, I think we sat down to do like five or six ideas and it ended up being like two and a half pages and like 20 plus episodes. So we have content for days. Uh, maybe we'll do a, a Mandalorian season two recap. Maybe we'll just do a 100% Boba Fett episode. I don't know. <laughs> maybe we'll just sit and look at Sideshow's website for an hour and listen. you guys can listen to us thirst over it. Who knows? Um, <laughs> Thanks for hanging fun. out with us. I'm glad yeah. to be Hopefully back. Hopefully episode 42, we can get uh, Slade and David back, um, get your Ewok agenda back. Who knows? Uh, it was a lot less Ewok. It was some Ewok, but a lot less with Slade not here. That's for sure. Um, so mm -hmm. appreciate you guys for coming by and uh, we'll see you guys next week. The Cargo Hold segment is brought to you by Skyward Fun Supply. Skyward Fun Supply was born from a love of two things, Star Wars and the hobby of figure and toy collecting. They are a company that truly knows how fun the hobby of action figure and toy collecting is because they are collectors too, with over 30 years of experience in the hobby. Every item from Skyward Fun Supply is guaranteed to be in mint condition. Head over to www.skywardfunsupply.com and use code BSP10 to save 10%. Spoilers! Spoilers!